Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to all our Fancy File listeners. We welcome you to our Fancy Files podcast. I am your host, Greg, and I have a couple of other hosts with me today. First, we have Marvelous Mick, who actually hasn't been with us for a while. Mick, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Are you still rejoiced? I am rejoiced. And you're smiling, too. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. Excellent. And we also have Ezra, also known, and don't call me Ezra Soros Rex. How's it going, my friend? Yeah, it's going well. Finally got back to work. It's good to be productive again, you know, for the first time in a year and a half. That is an amazing story. We do not have today with us Robin, who also is called Flobin. So we're missing half of the power couple. But we will get her back another time. Or at some point in the podcast, we might just call her on the phone. I don't know if we'll do that now, since I just came up with that idea, and that might backfire. Yeah, we could, though. But imagine how much fun that would be, just randomly calling people on the phone, and then being like, you're on the Fancy File podcast, what do you have to say about that? The what? Dead air. (laughs) (laughs) The the what podcast? Fancy Files. And so, well, to those who are listening, I don't even know how many we've done. I think a lot more than I thought we did, or maybe less. I I can't figure it out, because it has been a while. Um, but then again, in the order we're releasing it, it may not seem like it's been a while. But what is the Fancy File Podcast? Well, one, it's in the name. It's a podcast. No. What? I mean, we're talking about stuff in the podcast. So, and Fancy Files, well, I don't know, someone came up with that name. It might have been me. It might have been during an X-File run, and I was like, oh, we got to put files in there. And then Fancy, well... That's an homage to an old, old friend. Right, our friend Fancy who moved away. Yes. We kind of missed that guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun. He had a lot of food. He would always say he wouldn't bring any food, and then there would be a lot of food, and then we wouldn't know what to do with the food. He used to tie an onion around his waist. Right. That's a thing they used to do. Right. Oh, that's (laughs) Fancy. Um, So, we have been going through um, a series in Philippians chapter 4. And we've been talking about what does the Bible say in regards to anxiety? Or more specifically, how do we as Christians overcome anxious thoughts? So before we dive in, I think, and and I've been doing this, I think most of the time since we've been doing this type of topic, because we know that people are going to uh, mishear what we're saying they're going to add words into what we say and they're going to accuse us of saying things that we didn't say which is kind of a thing that goes on uh, so we're going to actually start a line of shirts of all the things we've been accused of saying and who said it or who was supposed to have said it and we're going to release it to the public yeah it'll be the the fancy files 95 theses supposedly Supposed, right. So the alleged ninety-five theses of fancy files. You you didn't say ninety-five things. How dare you? Um, okay, so we just want to say right off the bat, because we're dealing with anxiety, and a lot of people deal with anxiety, that we're in no way giving medical advice. We're in no way telling people, get off your meds. We're in no way saying that what you're going through isn't legitimate. Uh, So it's important that we lay that on the line because we don't want anyone thinking that, you know, in what we're saying that we're implying, hey, 
you know, this is this isn't serious. Man up, get off your meds. There's some people who do say that. Um, and then, of course, you know, within the church, you kind of get two extremes where you get one group of people that, oh, you're struggling. You're not trusting God. What's wrong with you? And then you got the other extreme where it's like, God can't heal you, so just accept it. And I was like, mm, that's no. Um, so we want to look at, well, what does the Bible have to say? Because we know the Bible gives us tools on how to deal with problems and how to deal with life. And if we're not actually going into the Bible and actually taking it, reading it, and applying it to our lives, then we're actually not going to overcome what we need to overcome. So what we're looking at here is actually dealing with the way we think. And regardless of you know what we go through, uh, whatever the, your problem might be, whether it is a very serious problem that requires medication or you know you've just fallen into a pattern of thinking you still need to put into work in, in your lives to help yourself to think differently the, if you've been going to counseling they give you tools they give you tricks they are not maybe not tricks tips i should say tricks are for kids uh they give you tips on <laughs> on how to deal with, you know, when, when your thoughts go in a certain way and how you can, you know, know your triggers and that. So, well, what does God have to say about that? Does he even say something about that? Well, spoiler alert, if you've, if you've been following our podcast at all, you know that he does. Uh, and if you haven't, well, you're going to hear about it from the word of God. Uh, so I'm going to get Mick uh, to read the scriptures where we're at today uh, and what we've been going through. So just take it away, Mickey. Philippians 4. 6 to 8. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, there is anything worthy of praise. Think about these things. Amen. Amen, indeed. Okay, so where we left off, we actually went through, I believe, verse six, and I know I think at one point we had read verse four as well. Rejoicing in the Lord, as Mick would tell you, he is very rejoiced. Yes. <laughs> Rejoice. It's not an adjective. It's a verb. You should have seen the look on his face. It was gold. <laughs> Make sure you do not look into his eyes when you do the podcast, or you'll get lost. And everyone, and everyone is listening is like, what are they talking about? That's the key, people. What are we talking about? I don't know. You what can, are we talking you about? You can write, write us, and, and then you can tell us what we're talking about. Put it in the comments below. Yeah, what is he talking about? What does it mean to look into his eyes? That will be a, a conversation for another day. But not today. No. So as we were going through the word, um, we see that Paul is giving us what the, the tools that we need to overcome patterns of thinking that can lead to anxiety. And so we looked at it and we like, what were some of the things that we see in verse six? He talks about, okay, well, King James, be careful, be anxious for nothing. And of course, right there, I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? 
that's like kind of telling people just stop just stop what you're doing but it doesn't if that was the verse that would be a problem right <laughs> right like it and that's not the verse but if that was it just just be anxious for nothing just calm down just that's it <laughs> just calm down just relax what's wrong with you no it gives us more and then it tells us okay to be able to do that then it goes in it, um, into detail about with everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So if you remember from the last podcast, we talked about the difference between prayer and supplication, which one would be more of a, you know, you, you are going to God and you're telling him, you know, in, in your specific prayer time that you have, which I would hope all Christians have during the day, Lord, this is what is bothering me. I bring it to you. But supplication is a little bit different because if you don't dive into the word, then it's like, well, it's like saying to some people, they could read it as like by prayer and prayer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like pray and pray. And maybe that's how you read it. Maybe. But I prefer to think of it this way, right? Like you can say, I went out for a jog or I went out for a run. And yes, jog and run are two very similar activities, but they're at two different levels, right? Like jogging is a good, you know, it's slightly faster than walking, but it's definitely not like a full run. So to say I went out running implies that you're doing more than jogging. And I would say, you know, that, that analogy fits exactly with this, this verse where it's like, hey, you've got prayer, which is one level, but then supplication is that next level of, seriousness or urgency well that root in French is actually used for a, a, a similar word supplier which is to beg yeah and that's really where the difference comes in right yeah exactly wants to ask wants to beg yeah yeah, yeah good point um, so I I looked up the words ish in I guess in a Greek concordance or whatever they're called uh, and so, like, one talks about requests being directed to God, which includes a specific location set apart for prayer. So that would be your, like I said, your normal prayer time. And then the supplication is this is now going into a deeper level uh, where there's desperation of all. So it's, okay, so you have your normal prayer time that you go and you bring it to God. But then it's like, well, this thing is still a problem. I need to seek God more on it. And now you're going in deeper. It's like, well, I'm going to have more prayer time. I'm going to have another prayer time. So you're talking about jogging. So it's like the person who goes out to jog during the day, and it's like, I need to jog more. I'm going to go at night now. You know, I got to shed those pounds. Yeah. Which is true. This is very true. Uh, you got to get rid of that COVID <laughs> fat. Yeah. COVID <laughs> fat in quotation marks. That's what the problem is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely not a lifestyle that we just sank deeper into. Right. <laughs> so this is a, so you have to recognize okay there is a problem whatever it is so whatever you're going through whatever's bothering your mind uh so we could say COVID. that was something that we've been going through past year and a bit if this whole situation is weighing on you you're seen on social media or on the news or however you interact with the public whatever um all this death, all this, you know, negativity. It's like, okay, it's bothering me. It's causing me anxious thoughts. Uh, my mind is going into a negative place. How do I deal with this? So during your prayer time, you would, you would pray about it. 
and I know for a lot of Christians that seems like a no-brainer, but the sad fact is a lot of Christians, people who call themselves Christians, they don't pray at all. So it's like, well, that actually would be a big step, pray. And then if it's still, and then it's still there because it's, it's prayer and then supplication. Now you're, you're going even deeper. There's a desperation there. Okay, I'm tired of this. God, I, I need you. It's like I, you're the only one that can help me. You're the only one that can set me free from this, right? You, if, if you're desperate, you go to the one that can deliver you, that can help you. Yeah, exactly. And I think in doing that, we very easily transition into the next verse, right? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds. Yes. Right? Like when you give your problems and like talk about your issues with people you trust and people you know can help you, you feel a peace about it because you know, hey, someone that can take care of this or someone that has my back is with me in this. So when you bring your, your, your problems, your stresses, your anxieties to God, you are putting your issues in the hands of someone that can handle it and take care of it and have your back. Therefore, it brings peace. No, definitely, I, I agree with you, Ezra. Um, really, when we think of the book of Philippians, we can't forget that this entire book is a very victorious shout. Mm. And it might feel like, um, as we're kind of reading, if we read the whole thing, um, which obviously we won't have time to do right now, but if we read the whole thing, we would get this image almost as though uh, the author Paul is almost in heaven himself. He is at this place of victory. Well, this is when Paul is at the mercy of Caesar. He knows that at any moment he will be presented to Caesar and uh, he will trial. essentially be trialed, uh, tried and uh, beheaded. This is the situation Paul is in. And this, you know, it's been two years. He's been in jail for two years at this point. Two years uh, for a missionary who's used to being everywhere is ridiculous. Like you, like I can, like we were stuck in our homes for a few months. This is beyond that. This is having the desire to go out and preach the gospel but being unable to do so. Being chained to a guard. Exactly. And here we have what he declares to be a, a vic the victorious cry of the Christian, that without prayer and more prayer, there is nothing. It is the basis of, Christian, of the Christian walk. It is the basis of Christianity as a whole. It is the main, um, I'd say, active doctrine apart from the cross itself. Yeah. So then Paul goes on to something else. And I think we touched, we might have half touched on it last time, uh, and it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we pray, there's supplication, so desperation's involved. Then it says, with Thanksgiving. Why do you think Thanksgiving is there? Do not make a joke. <laughs> about having family around the table and eating food. I saw the look on your face, boy. <laughs> but no, I, I think the importance of Thanksgiving is because it is the fruit of our faith. That's good. Because ultimately, 
as Christians, right, it is the joy of our faith. Mm -hmm. And without that, like, the deeper you are in the truth, the deeper you go in your walk with God. And I really mean, like, sound theology, because I do believe it's important. And the deeper you go into that, the deeper your joy is, and it will reflect in your prayer time. It will reflect in all that you do. And that is exactly what Paul is bringing us to. You need Thanksgiving. It is a part of you. He's really just saying what you ought to be doing instead of what you should be doing in terms of being. It's like it's who you are. This is who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ezra, why do you think Thanksgiving is there? Well, it, it changes the disposition of your heart, right? Oh, that's good. Right? Like when you're praying and you're sitting there and whining or talking about your spouse and just whining, like it changes the disposition of your heart one way or the other. When you get yourself locked into this position of just complaining and whining and not enough in, you know what, like this person, like being grateful. When you've put yourself in a position of being grateful, it makes it so much easier to continue down that path, right? Like it, it's a basic physics concept, right? It takes a lot of energy to get something moving, but once it starts moving, it's very, very easy to keep it moving. It doesn't require as much energy. So when, when Paul says, hey, with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, it's telling you to put your mind in that position of thanking God for what he's already done so that you can be grateful for what he's already done regardless of whether or not he does what you expect him to do later. Like, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were brought before the king for not worshipping his statue, they said, we know our God is able to save us, and he will deliver us from your hand. But even if he doesn't, we will still serve him and love him because he is worthy. So when you're bringing your anxieties to God with thanksgiving, it's like that old, uh, old hymn. You know, here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come, and I know that by, you know, your pleasure, I will continue to go, right? Not That's obviously not totally verbatim. I didn't read it last week. But, you know, it, it puts you in that position of, I'm thanking God because he is worthy, not just because he does stuff. And that's, what, that's why I think Thanksgiving is highlighted here as being very important in the prayer life. Yeah, I truly believe that there's a freedom that comes with thanking God. I've experienced it in church. I, I remember there was a specific moment where I remember the pastor had gone up and just encouraged the congregation to audibly, out loud, just begin to thank God for everything he's done for you. Well, I know for some people, it's like, what? A bunch of people audibly speaking out loud? Wow. Yep. <laughs> so we did. And, and there, the atmosphere in the room changed when people began thanking the Lord. So in this context, you're thinking, well, okay, what does this mean, though? What does this look like? So just as we're saying, go to the Lord in prayer. You have a problem, there's something bothering you, bring it to him in prayer. That issue, that problem, go and seek him on it, okay? If it's 
but like we, we talked about before, there's anxiety because of COVID. Go to him and then tell him. Tell him. Let him know. Okay, I know some people will say, God already knows. You don't need to tell him. False. The Bible is telling you to let him know. Of course he knows, but he wants you to tell him. He wants you to activate your faith walk. Go to him. He wants you to learn how to rely on him. He wants. He actually wants you to be desperate for him. So you go. You tell him that problem. Not just once, but you keep telling him in supplication, in prayer. And then with thanksgiving, thank him for the answer that you're going to get. Just say, Lord, I thank you that you can heal. I thank you that you, you will bring the answer. I thank you. And that builds faith. And that brings freedom. And and it helps you. It, it changes your heart. Because now it's no longer, I don't know if God can help me. It's, no, I believe God will help me. And that's what he wants. He wants us to believe in him. There is a big problem within the church. And, and I understand why it can go this way. And by the way, when we say church, we're not talking about one specific building we're talking about the church world uh there is a problem in the church world where some christians are afraid of the whole faith thing because you do have abuses in it you know name it and claim it grab it and blab it you know i want the cadillac and so that's what they think faith is so anytime someone says something positive like i believe god can heal me people are like oh no not one of them hyper charismatics uh but the problem is, is because of that attitude towards faith, now Christians are in a place where they're now negative. Mm. It's like negative is power. The more negative you are, the holier you are. I don't know if God is going to heal me because... Like it doesn't da, 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 make da, da. you seem righteous no. to deny the gospel. It is uh, an affront to God. Right. You know, what's on your heart is intimately connected to what you are thankful for. And it, right when we read in Romans uh, 1, 8, uh, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. The churches in Rome were on Paul's heart. And he thanked God that that was a burden of his. And it's the same thing. Don't be anxious with the things that are happening. Don't be anxious with the world. But be thankful. God has put that burden upon your heart to seek. You know, the Bible says we ought to pray for healing. Mm. We ought to. The Bible says that we, we, sh we that there is victory in Christ. Yep. And we ought to stand by that and be firm in that. And we ought to be thankful that we have that to stand on. Yeah. yeah. And we just want to clarify, we're not telling people to go and to thank God for the problem. <laughs> okay, we can thank God that he's going to use it to help you mm -hmm. but you know because you get some Christians that will go too far with that and they'll be like I sinned Lord thank you that I sinned what <laughs> what Lord I'm really struggling with this problem thank you what that that's now you're going too holy with that no it's like mixed you know like we're saying you folk you you thank God for who he is Yep. We're weak, but he is strong. And we thank him for his strength, for what he has, for what he can do. So if you're in any of this in making your request known unto God, and there it is. It says it right there in verse 6. Let your request be made known unto God. So that crowd that says you don't need to tell God your problems, eh, get back to the Bible. Get back to the Bible. And pray. That crowd that, that just, oh, I don't need to pray. Eh, pray. 
That's it. Back Great. to Winnipeg. That's it. <laughs> Back to Winnipeg. Time for a sweep. Um, that crowd that thinks, you know, oh, thanking God and declaring truth is, is hyper-charismatic, eh, that's not what this is saying. That's biblical. Just do it properly. Do it right. Do it as it says in the word. Thank him. Believe. And then, you, but but I get it because we, the answer doesn't always come right away. Now, for some, it might come right there. God can heal supernaturally in that moment. Take your problem away. You do have Christians though who the problem doesn't go away, and they still are struggling. What do you say to those Christians who are still struggling? What do you say to them? Well, you say God's answer was either no, or wait and trust me. Right? Like, look at Paul. He said, I was struggling with a thorn in the flesh, and I prayed for it. I, I don't remember if he said seven times or seven years. It was one of the two. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Handle it. Right? And he wasn't even saying handle it on your own. He said, handle it because my grace will help you to handle it. Sometimes the, the hardships that God tells us to just deal with isn't him being like, oh, I don't want to help you. This is your mess. It's, no, like, I've got a reason for it. It's to build you up. It's to train you. It's to build character, to build faith, and to help you help others, potentially even in the same area. It's not, I want to watch you suffer, and it's, no, 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 I'm building you up, right? The Bible says that God does everything for the good of those that love him. So that's what I would tell somebody, depending on their attitude regarding the lack of healing. You know, trust God. The answer was either no or wait. What about you? What would you say to, to a Christian that will come up to you and say, I, I'm believing God for deliverance or victory or whatever it is, breakthrough, and it hasn't come yet? What do you say to those believers? Um, I think personally, when it, it comes to that kind of request that is being brought to God, it's to remember that, because we said that God is with us. Um, when I was going through some very difficult times with uh, chronic illness, well, the, the verse from Job that I always remember is, have you considered my servant Job? God is with you in your situation from the very beginning of it. And he never leaves you throughout the whole thing. And I think it's an important thing to think about. Because I would rather uh, lose a, a limb than to not grow deep with Christ. Uh, we, we have these situations right in the Bible where Jesus will heal people, the lepers, and most of them didn't come back. They left. That was it. They got their healing. But that was not what they really needed, spiritually speaking. Yeah, absolutely. So... So here we, here we have, this is the answer that God has given us, well, what we need to do. Uh, and then going back to the beginning, you know, rejoicing in God, right? We talked about that a while ago. And praising him, no, no, I mean, rejoicing doesn't only mean praising him, but there is that aspect of it. And then when he's saying be anxious for nothing, then he gives us what we need to do with prayer, with being desperate for God, with thanking God for who he is. 
Uh, when we get into the next podcast, we're going to look at the promise that God gives to his children. Because you, it's easy to look at this and say, ah, that's it. If I do this, all my problems are gone. Like that. Every, whatever the issue is, it's taken away. Hmm. It's just taken away. COVID is bothering me. COVID will disappear and on and on and on. Like, COVID be gone. (laughs) That's the first time I did that. I'll never do it again. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but there is a promise God gives us. And we'll look into that in in our next podcast uh, and dive in deeper. Because, again, sometimes... Many times, God does not take us out of the storm, but he does something to us in the storm that helps us to handle it and get through it. So uh, I hope and pray that this Fancy File podcast was a tremendous blessing to you. Uh, We are a ministry called Christian Service. What is Christian Service? Well, it's in the name. We're Christians, and we're going to have a service. Woo! Uh, well, it's a lot more than that. But, you know, it, it, it has different hats. And, but we are. <laughs> like the one I'm wearing right now. Well, we, and, and it, it actually, it comes with a travel cup, too. A Christian service travel cup. It's really nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that would like to purchase one, uh, just you it's can find, somewhere out there on the internet you, you can find You can it. find the link uh, both on our Facebook page and uh, on our main YouTube page. Uh, check it out. They're actually really cool. Wait, there's a YouTube page? Yes. Now you tell me? That's right. exactly where they're listening to this. Oh, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are Christians that want to take, desire to take our walks more seriously, and we want to encourage others. Uh, to dive into the Bible and to really to live as God has called us to live. And that is the goal of Christian service. And, and, and in that, under that umbrella, it's going to come out in different ways and how we, we do it and what we're going to do. Uh, and we'll tell you more about that in the weeks to come and stuff that we're going to do and how exciting that is. So I am your host, Mr. Greg, with my co-host today. We have Marvelous Mick. Thank you for having me. Are you still rejoiced? Rejoiced. He is rejoiced and charming. I'm going to tell you, he looks amazing (laughs) today, people. He always does. He is available. And we we have Ezra, don't call me the Ezrasaurus Rex, as my co-host number two. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Are you rejoiced as well? Rejoice is a verb, not an adjective. But yes, I am rejoicing. <laughs> Never correct the hosts. He is in charge. I will decide the adjectives and verbs. Do what I want. I do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then you send our kind regards to the flow bin. Always. Thank you. All right. I hope, that, ladies and gentlemen, that you enjoyed this time. And we will see you in our next podcast.